Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Some uh, bracket busters or maybe even one big bracket buster last night, yesterday afternoon. With the 15 seed Princeton beating Arizona 59 to 55, that in the South region, and uh, <clears throat> I think I saw this: 0.12 percent of brackets were still un were still clean after that game, and I don't know what the total number was, but I mean, <laughs> so not a lot of people picking that one. Not a lot of people picking that one. At my house, the uh, the three year old boy wonder. He picked Princeton, and he picked Fordham. Now, he doesn't know anything about them. He has Princeton going all the way to the championship game. I don't know if he just liked them or if he liked their name because I wasn't there when he made his picks. But he has that claim to fame that he can say that he picked Princeton, even though he doesn't have a clue. So it was a little lucky, you know, but I think he just liked the name Bulldogs or whatever. Everybody's got to have a claim to fame. So. Right. Well, I mean. It seems like a good one. It's a good one, yeah. Um you know, Houston uh, had a little bit of a problem with Northern Kentucky for a while. That's a one seed versus a 16. Um, and they pulled away. They won by nine. But Marcus Sasser hurts his groin in that thing. So, I mean, that's that's always a little, you know, wonky as you kind of start moving forward. They'll face Auburn next. Auburn was a winner in the uh, matchup with Iowa, 8-9 uh, matchup. Um, Alabama rolled over Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The Islanders, they had played earlier in the week. Probably just happy to be there. But, you know, you still want to win or be competitive. Sure, sure you do. You know. Um, A&M gets bounced by uh, Penn State, 76-59, 10 seed versus a 7 seed. Um, so there won't be any matchup with A&M and Texas. Texas uh, beat the the, uh, the toothpaste uh, college, Colgate. Didn't really say that very well. They pasted them last night. Texas did. They're the Raiders. Yeah, 81 to 61. I grew up going to Colgate sporting events. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty cool. It's in, the, it's in the town next to where I grew up. Okay. About 15-minute, 20-minute drive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two seed beats the, the... Colgate hockey games as a kid. Were they really... I bet they're the, I bet they're really good at hockey. They were pretty good. Yeah, yeah I bet they're pretty good at hockey. Um, let's see. UCLA, a big winner over UNC Asheville. They're a two seed. Uh, no... Uh, and then Furman, man, that, that game, Furman, uh, I guess Princeton's the Tigers. Anyway, maybe he just liked Tigers. Who knows? What did you call them before? Uh, I called them the Bulldogs. I think there's a bunch of Bulldogs in this. <laughs> they probably are, but they're, they're definitely the Tigers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I can't. That seems like a pretty easy one. How'd you miss that one? I don't know. I, I, I saw an F- I'm not a great mascot guy, but even I knew that one. Okay. Uh I'm pretty bad at it. To I'm be pretty bad honest, at it. Yeah, there's you? there's some that are really good. Uh, Furman Hacks is, is really good. Hacks is really good. So is Joyce. Clint's pretty good. <laughs> Sneed's really good. Who's this Clint you speak of? Uh, he's, he's your <laughs> guy that kind of directs traffic on the uh, bottom line. I think he drives it into the ditch. I mean, I, daily. You know that's Kyler that directs the traffic. Yeah, and Jackson. Really. They're okay. the two directors of traffic. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. The traffic causer. 
is the guy that sits next collisions. to Jamie. Yes. Collisions. 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 Man. He's the real collision king. I got I got I gotta think at the end of the week, man. Your your head's just gotta be all mushed inside. <laughs> just just sloshed left and right, north and south, up and, and down. And I love that you say end of the week. I mean really <laughs> Monday afternoon. Monday three afternoon. o'clock. Well I know it's just, it's a mess. I mean it's it's gotta be pretty sloshed though. Um, it doesn't take five days. It doesn't take five days. But, you know, Virginia, I mean, the kid has the ball, and then who in the world is he throwing it to? I guess he's thinking that if he throws the ball in the backcourt, time will run out. And um, That's what the the broadcasting broadcasters were suggesting. But, man, what a terrible, um, I mean, just recognition of time. Because, you know, I mean, they had time to catch the ball, pass, to a guy on the mm-hmm. wing, he knocks down the three, and there's still two and a half seconds left. Right. So he clearly wasn't going to run out the clock. He wasn't, no. Just uh, lost his head in the heat of moment. Um, and uh, Furman advances on uh, the Paladins. They win their first NCAA tournament game since 1974. How cool is that? I mean, 49 years. It's pretty cool. It's <laughs> pretty cool. Would have been cooler if it was next year and it was a cool 50. I know, 50 years, 50. right? Nice, even. even. Mm-hmm. Um, an upset that didn't work out for me, Louisiana fell to Tennessee 58-55. That was in the East. Close, though. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. I was really uh, disappointed in my Utah State Aggies. They fell to uh, Missouri 76-65. No, you were just disappointed <laughs> that Missouri won. Yes, yes. Uh, boy, West Virginia got out to a nice start, and then Maryland hung in there, and they survived uh, the first half. They actually led at the half. I think they were down at one point, like eleven to four. I mean, it was they got down. I think they were down fourteen in the 14? first half. Okay, yeah, it, it was an interesting game because it was like, you know, West Virginia got out to a big lead. Then Maryland takes the lead at the half. Looks like they're about to run away with it early in the second mm-hmm. half, and then West Virginia comes roaring back and then they got a, a decent lead and then Maryland fights back into it and takes control. It was a game of streaks. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas beats uh, Illinois last night 73-63 to 63. so they that was an 8-9 uh, matchup uh, in the West. So there's, uh, I don't know, it, the, it, the tournament it's disappointing did not... we don't get Kevin McCullough versus TJ Shannon in the second round. I know. That's what been. we all wanted. Sure it was. We all would have been dialed in for that. Oh, yeah. yeah no, no no, question about it, Jamie. Um, so, you know, the tournament did not disappoint. What? What were you doing? <laughs> Beating myself in the head with a hammer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Stabbing saw... himself with an eye. I, yeah. I saw that. Sharp stick, I was baby. like, mm-hmm. man, what did I say? You know? <laughs> Course, seeing those one. two guys play each other in the yeah. tournament, I'd rather shove a start stick in my eye. Yeah, right. Yeah, I got you. Either that hammer, stick in the eye, whatever. No, stick in the. I think I'd rather have a hammer than a stick in the eye. Hammer would knock you unconscious. Okay, the stick in the eye would really hurt. Again, I would rather have all those than watch those two guys play each other in the <laughs> that's tournament. The point. That's the point. I think the hammer would kill you. Okay, well, the, I think you could survive the stick in the eye. I don't know, man. That'd be awful painful. I I agree, but I think you'd still uh, live. <laughs> I don't want to even think about sticking the eye. Still more fun than watching that game. In the <laughs> Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, JL, you don't have a tech green baseball cap? I have one. Can't remember where or when I got it, but I do bust it out a couple of times a year. I you, do. You have one. Yeah, you, I have one. You have one. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of on display. No, yeah, it's put up. Yeah, that's it. I, just, I don't really... I'm not... 
I have a really odd shaped head. Okay. Okay. And so fitted caps just, I look like a bit of a dork. It's like, uh, they just, they sit really high on my head. Okay. So fitted caps don't really, usually don't go well with me. Hmm. So that's, it's rather unfortunate. Okay. So I, I, it's unfortunate cause I'm fearful that that means that when I go bald, I'm going to be one of those guys whose head looks terrible bald. Wonder how you look like with a top hat. Did you ever think about putting a top hat on? Oh, every day. I consider, <laughs> okay. you know, I pull it out of Take my closet. Well, you know, I won't have any competition. Does this one match the... my sneaks today? Um, no, I don't think it does, I, so I don't wear it. So I don't have to count on you for competition for the Groundhog Day MC uh, duties? No. No, no. no. Uh, we'll have uh, coverage all day long today of the NCAA men's basketball tournament on 100.7 The Score. I got to tell you. I was listening to a lot of that as I was in and out of my car yesterday. Those guys are really good. All the different broadcasters from all the different venues. I mean, they were, they were all really good last night. I was like, man, these guys are good. I mean, I realize, you know, they're on national radio and from the site. But, I mean, still, the, for some of these guys, probably the first time they're seeing some of these teams and, you know, just listening to how well prepared they were and describing the action. I'm like, man, that, those guys are, there's a reason why they're there. But the, yep. there's a reason why they're there. But I was I was keep, really impressed. We're allowed to learn from them, so we oh, should yeah, we should yeah. pay attention. Oh no, I was I was taking notes, you know. <laughs> didn't rear end anybody, but I just was listening to them going, man, I succinct, you know, descriptive, you know, I could visualize it. Told me the score. You just, know the ones that I think are super impressive are the guys that do NASCAR on the radio because they got oh, yeah. they got a guy in like every turn sure, and sure. they go it's seamless. There, I think they're super impressive. Nope. I think yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, our coverage today begins at 10 a.m. They they whip you around to different games throughout. So if you're uh, in your car today and looking for basketball, 100.7 the score is your. Your station for that. And, of course, we'll keep you up to date on things here on Double T 97.3 with Tech Baseball tonight at 6. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Remember us talking yesterday about a hockey game? Uh-huh. That had 10 uh, goals scored in the first period? Sure. Yep. We all joked. You know, you know, I think Jamie made a joke. Were the goalies even involved? Right. Because it was you know, like 7-3. to three. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently the, the Canadians and the Panthers hurt us. See this last night? Hmm. Seven to three in the first period. Oh, oh wow. no. Wow. That's crazy. So uh, for all of our uh, NHL uh, players that are listening to us, thanks for listening to the morning. Yeah. Drive. Mm-hmm. Power of the morning drive right there. Uh, on this day in history, however, as we get back to what we're supposed to be doing at this point, 1953, Bill Vex says that he will sell his 80% of the St. Louis Browns for $2.475 million. He's going to buy something else. Yes, he did. <laughs> many, many things. Uh, nineteen seventy, Peter O'Malley becomes the CEO of the Los Angeles Dodgers. How'd that go for him? You ask. Really well. Two World Series championships, five NLCS championships, and eight NL West Division championships. Nineteen eighty-eight. Then the highest-scoring NCAA basketball game took place. Loyola Marymount, 119. Wyoming, 115. Wow. Mm. And that's not the highest scoring game anymore. And in 1994, 
a thought that when I read this, I was like, well, of course. But it wasn't always this way. It was announced there would be no smoking at Cleveland Indians' new ballpark. <laughs> wow. It's one of those sure. laws that when it changed, it didn't affect me. But it is amazing when I think about it beforehand. No, no you, kidding. All the places you used to be able to smoke that you can't right. smoke anymore. Including an airplane. We had the non-smoking section is right here, sir. Mm. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> the smoke, smoke doesn't... Mm. Smoke still comes down that way, though. Mm-hmm. It is National Irish Food Day. Makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And before you think that it just has to be, you know, corned beef, cabbage, corned beef and cabbage, uh, may I interest you in an Irish soda bread, which is uh, it's used as baking soda instead of uh, yeast for the rising? Uh-huh. Or, uh, for the yeah, uh, Irish coffee, obviously. Dexter beef, which is a different. Uh, it's a different type of cow, but it's just basically steak. And oysters are a traditional Irish feast. Yeah. So, but it doesn't have to be corned beef and cabbage. If you I don't, don't like corned care beef and for cabbage. any. Do you like corned beef and cabbage? I do not. Yeah, I mean, right. Either. But all of those things are not corned beef and cabbage that I just mentioned. Yeah, so no, you can look it. in that direction. Yeah. Uh, people who are forever Irish because of being born on St. Patrick's Day Rob Lowe, 59, mm. Kurt Russell, 72. Mia Hamm, 51. Gary Sinise, 68, who's also the lead singer of the Lieutenant Dan Band. Oh, okay. Patrick Duffy, 74. Danny Ainge, 64. Mm-hmm. And former Ranger prospect and Baltimore Oriole, Chris Davis, 37. And on this day, in 1776, much like the removal of the snakes by St. Patrick, British forces are forced to evacuate Boston following George Washington's successful placement of fortification of cannons on Durshire Heights, which is overlooks the city from the south. And that is the Stan Sports. I'm going to send my cannonball after you, buddy boy. Uh, somebody <laughs> wants to know the final score of the hockey game last night. Nine to four, Panthers beat the Canadians. That is crazy, crazy, crazy that... Uh, that you have we that were happen. talking about it yesterday, yeah, and just, then it happened again. Right? How often? Is, man, that's that's really that's good foresight, Jeff. That is very good foresight. That's crazy. So they went nine to five, man, and basically duplicate something that happened. Don't tell Dolly Parton though. Don't tell what? Don't tell Dolly Parton that they won nine to five. Oh, okay. She may have to like do do a court gotcha. case or something. A, and she's a super nice lady. We don't have what to a way have to that make happen. a living. What a way to make a living. <laughs> what a way to make a living. Uh, we will have uh, NCAA basketball for you on the air today. I, I'll bet you today's games are, are more um, in line with what I think people ex- have expectations for. Uh, there's a, a one seed playing Purdue. They take on uh, FDU, Fairleigh Dickinson. And uh, Memphis takes on FAU. Uh, that's an 8-9 matchup. Kentucky's in action today. Michigan State's in action today. Marquette. I have Marquette going a long, long ways. I guess I'm I guess I'm going to be a fan of Shaka, Shaka Khan, Shaka Smart. Okay. Okay. I have them going a long ways. Um, Big 12 schools in, involved today. Iowa State plays today. Kansas State plays today. K-State takes on Montana State. Uh, and Iowa State takes on Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh was a team that had to play in to get to this level. So they've mm-hmm. already played a game this week, had to travel. Um, 
TCU is in action against Arizona State today. Um, they're a six seed. Arizona State is an 11 seed. Arizona State as well had to advance uh, this week. So there's a there's another kind of game to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, maybe future Big 12 member Gonzaga. They're in action today. Uh, they're a three seed. Gonzaga is. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what uh, what transpires today as far as the uh, NCAA basketball tournament is uh, concerned. And Baylor uh, plays today against uh, University of California, Santa Barbara. Baylor's a three seed. We'll take on the 14 seed. Um, do you have any anything in your gut that tells you when uh, we're going to have a new uh, basketball coach? Jeff said in the Sports Center, it's now been, what, nine days since they uh, announced the quote resignation uh of mark adams my i i would guess within another week okay that'd be my guess so you think by by this time next week we're sitting here with a new coach and moving into the womble and getting his staff assembled and all those kinds of things yeah okay that's that's my guess get past i have no knowledge but that's just a guess i mean as you start to see Coaches who are coaching both in the NIT and the NCAA tournament drop off, you know, as conversations are had, mm-hmm. finding out who has interest, all those good things. Yeah. Do you think the new head coach will be a current head coach? Yes. You do. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it'll be an assistant. Okay. And do you think that's, do you think the fan base would accept an assistant? Do you think it would be harder for him? I think it would be harder for him. Okay, It'd be a harder sell. Yeah, that's, that's, prob- that's probably. I don't think they're going to throw him back or anything, but I think they'd probably be. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, we reject you. The kingdom has voted, and you do not get to stay as the head coach. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be fun if we if we got to vote? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. Have you seen the things some of our fans say? Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't it, want how them people, involved. How people vote, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, heck, if, if you and I had a vote, I would be fearful. I'd love to have input. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> I would I would I would love to have I would love to have input. I want the program to succeed, yeah. so I do not trust myself. Your to, judgment. Yeah. yeah. That's probably fair. Yeah. Uh Robert says that uh, US UCSB will upset Baylor. <sighs> We get this wise thought, and there's, there, you, 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 you could be right about this. The longer it goes, the more you think they are targeting somebody currently coaching. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's probably fair. Uh, I would have enjoyed the UT versus A&M matchup. My wife wasn't happy about the A&M loss. She and two of her sons are Aggies. I, however, quietly celebrate any Aggie loss. <laughs> not, mm-hmm. Your sons, too? Or, I mean, maybe he's a UT guy, and they're, they're Aggies. I'm could be. I'm guessing it's a blended, blended, blended family. Blended family. If he didn't call them his own children, oh, no, I think her she sons. and two of her sons. Well, I mean, that that yeah. implies that they have other other children that maybe went his way. Uh, this from the Eight Point Center chat line. Uh, I feel like they knew who they would hire when they let Adams go. I trust the process. Okay. Mm. I'm sure Tech is looking at a coach that's in the tournament, and we give it at least two or three weeks. No, I don't think you're gonna. I agree with Jamie. I, I think by this time next week, you're going to know who your head coach is. Because I think, I think if who you're targeting wins this weekend and finds themselves in the Sweet 16, 
unless they're at a mid-major, um, blah, 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 it's, it's going to be hard to pry them away. Or you may fear like, hey, number one's still playing. Number two may be a better fit for us. Who knows? Maybe you, maybe you roll the dice a little bit. But I, I just think if you have somebody that has a good shot to get to the Elite Eight or Final Four, it makes it really hard for that coach to leave. Sure. I agree. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Ivan, before we, before we get back to baseball, we have uh, an important little feature to uh, take a uh, check off our list this morning. The 71st Annual Double T 97.3 Lubbock Regional Spelling Bee, presented by Optimum, is a week from tomorrow. It'll be at the YWCA at 65th and University. You're invited to come. It'll uh, consist, this Regional B, of students who won their respective district competitions. Students competing in the Regional B represent private, charter, and, of course, public schools. The winner and their parent will receive a trip to Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, which they'll enjoy some of the monuments and uh, historical things, along with competing for the National Spelling Bee. And so in the spirit of that, during the morning drive at this time, and this afternoon during Tech Talk, at their appointed time, we uh, have a little fun and uh, spell a word. Jamie is our word pronouncer, and I am our word speller, and Jeff is our judge. All right, I'm giving you a no, really... That's a really bad idea. Yeah, a really easy one today. Cat, Okay. And it's one I'm pretty sure I asked you either last year or the year before. So okay. we'll see if he's learned from his mistakes. Probably not. Okay. Okay. All right. The meaning is a or definition. Secret or dishonest activity or maneuvering, comma, <laughs> mischief. <laughs> Today's word, Chuck yeah. Hines, is shenanigans. 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 Again, completely random. Right, it's completely random. Right, not not directed at me in any in any way. Shenanigans, S H E N I G A N S. Did he shenigs? Oh, I thought you were going to say I got it right and that Jeff was wrong. No. I mean, I think he was like four or five letters short. (laughs) Okay. It's an 11-letter word. (laughs) Well. (laughs) He could have been three letters short. (laughs) Might be a a new low here. You didn't really sound that one out. S H E N, and then you went I G S. I G A N S. I think I said I forgot the A and the N. I think. I, I okay. Know. Okay. Hang. On. Well, okay. I can see what he's doing now. Yeah. Had he gotten the the N A N in I G A N S, he'd have been right. I, okay. So you just missed two letters, but they it's, were in the middle. The middle. So you just missed the A and the N. I was like, that, just two. It's like the okay. Lady Raiders last night. Didn't play very well in the middle. I, I didn't. You were, I just, you were good at the beginning and I, the end. I, I like it. All right. Finish strong. Well. Finish strong. <laughs> didn't spell well in the, in the middle. Well, that's disappointing. So that moves my record to two and three. So but he spelled shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans. 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 Yes. Well, it sounds like a word that you would use on St. Patrick's Day. Shenanigans, right. Sure. It used to be but, a 
It's not the, the Irish family that lived down the street. The Shenigans. Yeah. There used to be a bar I'd go to. Uh, the O'Shenigans. Bennigans. Bennigans. Did they have all the stuff on the wall? <laughs> a lot of shenanigans at Bennigans. <clears throat> no. <laughs> I okay, I have to be very careful when describing this. In the movie Super Troopers. Okay, I've not seen that movie. The, there's, the, um, there's a scene where they're trying to get somebody in trouble. Um, because they're having shenanigans all over the place, and the mm -hmm. chief comes out and says, I am going to pistol whip the next person that says the word shenanigans, at mm -hmm. which point they try to get Farva to say the word shenanigans by the restaurant with all the stuff on the wall with the cheese sticks and everything else. And he's like, shenanigans? You're talking about shenanigans, aren't you? It's a really funny movie that i got to be very careful describing. Oh, uh, this, I forgot an entire syllable. Maybe you need to write it out first, Chuck. Maybe I bet so. that would have helped you. Yeah, maybe so. I, seriously, I bet you it would have. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe I thought you so. had it. You were going strong. I know. I was going strong, and I just, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Maybe I, I just I forgot to block out or something. Yeah, maybe so. I don't you know? know. Mm -hmm. uh, forgot an entire syllable. Yeah. Uh, this, Chuck, didn't mm -hmm. you say yesterday that the Lady Raiders were going to win the rebounding because our players were taller than UTEP's players? I, I, I believe I did. I believe I did. I think there were there were some times yesterday where, frankly, uh, the UTEP players were more aggressive, okay, uh, in getting the rebound. And I don't. I, it just appeared there were some times that they wanted the ball a little bit more, and that's that's their style of play. And when you play a team that that's their style of play, you have to match that energy and you have to match that intensity. And there were times last night that we didn't do that, and. You know, the thing that was really kind of frustrating a, a couple of times was them getting rebounds off of their own missed free throws. Mm -hmm. So that happened at least twice. Um, where the player shot the free throw? No, where the, where the player shot the free throw and missed, and one of the UTEP players oh, got the rebound. Okay, so not off there. Not, nece not necessarily okay. the, the, so, the player shooting, but yeah, okay. But one of their one of the, their teammates. And then there was a. This is the oddest. I mean, it should have been a foul called, but there wasn't. So I think Farrell goes up for the rebound, gets the rebound, and then another player is like hooking her and trying to kind of just take the ball away from her. And another player comes from behind while she's being hooked and basically taken down and takes the ball away from her. And there's nobody in the lane and she just easily hits a little shot. Mm. So, and, and, and Moppin got out rebounded once as well. So, I mean, yeah, I, I did say that, right. I did say that, and I was, look, I'm not right every night, okay? <clears throat> you know, in terms of my keys to the game, right? <laughs> or what I think is going to happen. I'm not always right. Are you usually? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, sometimes I am. I mean, I don't know if it's 51%, but sometimes mm -hmm. I'm right. Mm -hmm. I'll let you know when I'm right. Oh, we're well aware. <laughs> we are well aware. Uh, there was one interesting moment last night. Um, uh, Texas Tech Sports Information Director for basketball, women's basketball sits next to me. And there was a foul called in the lane that was an offensive foul. And there was a shot that was made by UTEP. And they called the foul uh, on on UTEP. And, and then... They um, they gave UTEP the points because they said the shot was up before the foul occurred. Okay, 
So the so the ball was in the air is what they were saying. Was it an offensive foul or a player control foul? Because because it seems like if you you can that can count if the, it, it's not in the act of shooting it, right? Right. It was a different player. Okay. It was a different player. Okay. Away from the ball. Okay. And so so, so the points can count then. The right? points can count, and yeah. they and they counted the bucket, and. While they were while they were untangling everything, they're looking at Andrew's looking at the replay, and the bench is look right there, and they're looking at him, and he's like, "Challenge it," because she didn't shoot the ball uh, until after the foul. The ball okay. was still in her hand. He said, "Challenge it." Good for Andrew. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is that then they go to look at it. Well, because the head coach looks at him and she says. Did, should I challenge it? He goes, yes, challenge it. So now you have <laughs> so now you, now you have the, the pressures on because I'm, sure. I'm, I'm sitting right there and I heard her say it. Should I challenge it? Yes, you need to challenge this. I'm like, oh, man, here we go. Job's on the line right now. And they go over and they look at it. They look at it to my left and they rule that, yes, the, the girl from UTEP had the ball in her hands. And so they took the points off the board. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so she gave him a high five. That's, good. That's great work by Andrew. Is that legal? <laughs> I don't, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's, don't know. that's good job by him. And man, you're right. Pressure was on. Pressure him, was on. For him know, to be right. For him to be, for him to be right like that. So I thought that was a great point in the game when a foul was called on Tayton. Tatum Weitenheimer. Tatum Weitenheimer. Tatum Weitenheimer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she never touched the girl. And yeah. She just fell down, and the camera was focused on Coach Garlick going off on the officials, as she should have, and uh, the radio color analyst in the background looking over the top of his glasses <laughs> intently. <laughs> like he was about to get into the fricus. The fricus. The yes. fricus. And I will uh, tell you this, that official, Bill Lawrence, went and looked at the replay, uh, and... He realized that he was wrong in making well, that call. Everybody in the gym knew he was well, wrong. Well, at least he went and looked at it. I yeah. Mean, so I don't know if we got to make good or not on that, but something. It happened. Isn't something. truly the only way to make that good, not call a foul when she commits one? Yeah. <clears throat> Did you feel like I looked smart when I was looking intently there? You looked like you were ready to rumble. <laughs> That's cracking, cracking up because you had your glasses pulled down. You're sure, looking right. over the top mm-hmm. like you were really focused on mm-hmm. what was going on. I'm locked in, Jamie. Yes, that's what it looked like. It locked, locked in. I'm locked in. Locked in. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. So this the first question you ask yourself each day is what's the question of the day going to be? Or do you question your sanity uh, when you get up in the morning and go, why, why, am, I, why am I doing this? The first question of the day usually is, if I'm being completely honest, yeah, do I get to play tennis today? <laughs> okay, okay. Usually the first one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you get to play today? I do. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, and then I go on with the real stuff after okay, that. Okay, okay. You know? gotcha. I got to know where to pack up my tennis stuff. Right, sure. Work no, with I, me right, I understand. So. I didn't know if you, you don't carry that in your trunk? No, I, I mean, I don't carry my shoes and my clothes in my trunk. You my don't? racket is in the trunk, yes. Okay. 
most of the time. Not when it's cold. I keep I bring it inside. And you don't want it to get brittle and strings break yeah, and strings. all, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so my question today is very open ended. So this could oh, love be that. this could be you guys could go anywhere with this one. Well. Jeff's rolling his eyes at me. He's constantly rolling his <laughs> Old eyes. Oh McGuire in there. <laughs> oh McGuire. Jeff yeah. Old McGuire. Jeff Old McGuire. <laughs> I think that's my favorite moment of the show. So far. I can't turn his mic off. I can't leave his mic. I've got to let Chuck Chuck talk. He's supposed to be the show. <laughs> okay. My question for you today is tell me what characteristics mm-hmm. you want in the next men's basketball head coach okay what do you want him to be where where's he what what wh- where's he been where's what's his experience level age what is he like on the court mm. all of the above I, I first of all i want somebody to be can, can be a recruiter i want somebody that can go out and uh and be a bit of a chameleon in other words can he can he sit in a shanty in dallas or a, a mansion in uh sheboygan can he um, can he mix uh, with the crowd well? Can he can he sell this program and and not be uh, fearful of going after uh, recruits on a nationwide basis and 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 maybe focus primarily on the DFW area because there's plenty of talent there. But I want somebody that can go out and sell this program and and be prideful of it. The other thing is I want somebody that can not be afraid to bring in a staff that might be better than him and. You know whether it's an, an offensive specialist or a defensive specialist, and then let let the coaches coach. All right, his job is to coach the coaches, but at some point in time, you got to let the coaches coach. The other thing is, I want there to be uh, a very uh, upbeat, uh, moving offense, and then defensively, I want you to play with intensity and tenacity. And then I, I want a coach that's not afraid to either a uh, get after the officials or b get after the players, but not go. Uh, Borneo crazy uh, about it either way. That's 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 what I would like to see in a head coach. In addition to, uh, probably not going to come out in the job interview, but I'd, I'd like the coach to wear a suit on the sideline along with his assistants. Okay, Jeffo. <laughs> First thing, got to be a recruiter. You and whether that be through, I I, with, I probably should have prefaced this by saying he's. He he has to be able to recruit and he has to be able to win basketball games. Sure, but so, it, whether but, it be recruiting with NIL or being in the like, he has to be good at one of the aspects of it. Doesn't necessarily have to be both. Um, I also need him to be a leader of men, someone that when you look at, you know that that they know he's in charge. Whether it and it's it just doesn't come with being the head coach. You know, you think in the military, the lieutenant's not always the guy in charge if they're listening to the sergeant because he's been around longer and knows what's going on and knows what you need to do to succeed. And the the guy that they will follow into battle, whether it be figuratively or literally, depending if you're in a, a, a tight matchup, that when he speaks, the team listens. E.F. Hutton. One way to describe it, yeah. Um, Can we uh, hire I'll, him? Uh, Does, I don't know if he's Can he recruit? <laughs> Um, but probably, but also I need to, and, and this is probably goes without saying, but a basketball mind that it sees the game the way it needs to be played at the college level, the way it is now and not the way it was 50 years ago 
and not the way it was 10 years ago because the game has completely changed in the last 10 in the last 2 years because of NI and all everything else. You've got to know where basketball is now and be able to adjust to it. Okay, I'm I'm going to tell you and and I told you this was very open-ended and what you guys gave gave us was great. Um I'm going to go a little bit different here. I want a I would like to see a coach that has the experience of having coached at the Division One level, had success at the Division One level, but maybe it's at a smaller school that's a younger coach that's coming up. I don't necessarily need us to steal some old guy from the SEC or the mm-hmm. Big Ten or the Pac-12 or anything like that that's been around and coached six different Division One schools I'd like a younger guy that we can grow old with. That's got a lot of energy. That's got a lot of passion. Um, maybe he's coaching at a smaller school, but he's doing a good job now. Tim. And so maybe that means he's not perfect right now in the immediate as a head coach, but he's going to continue to get more. I mean, he's going to continue to to be better at his craft, mm-hmm. and we can grow old with him. Um, I just the whole man new coach every three years thing is five years, whatever, is just, you know, I'd like a guy to become our guy. Be you here know? 15 years or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, I think that I think yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't need some, some rerun that's coached six different division one schools to come in here and, uh, you know, give it another try. Maybe this will be the place for him. No, I, I'd like some guy that's a little bit younger, maybe less experienced, but I don't want him to have no experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. What Chris and, Beard could have been. With regards to Little Little Rock, Arkansas, Granny was at UNLV for like 15 minutes. Yeah, but came in here, had lots of youth and experience, ready to go. He just didn't want to be here anymore. But take that aspect out. Mm-hmm. Chris Beard 2.0, the better version. Yeah, I was gonna throw out there, and you just killed that. I was gonna throw out there he has some level of integrity. Okay, oh, that's the 2.0 version. <laughs> okay, um, uh, I I I'd like to kind of get the tide turning in the favor of let's have a men's basketball coach with some class, you know, that just doesn't come across as a bad dude. You know, and I, I think you're poised for that type of candidate because I don't think you have to have the quote splash hire, whether it's Bob Knight or Billy Gillespie or Tubby Smith to a degree because you've you've proven um, that you can be a basketball school, you've proven uh, that you can have deep runs consistently uh, in the NCAA tournament, and you have facility and support, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, so that you can go out and get somebody like you're describing, and I don't think people will lose their mind over it because you don't have to go out and get the retread, and who knows, you may, but you don't have to. Yeah. You, you could go out and get somebody like you're saying, mm-hmm. who is at that mid-major, you know, 42 years old, been coaching for 20 years, got a lot left in the tank. Sure, you know, has, and I don't know who that guy is. I wasn't yeah. particularly leaning towards one guy or no, another. I understand. I wasn't going to the ORU guy or anything like sure. that. I, I wasn't. I'm not leaning one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I'll let Kirby Hoka and the committee decide decide on that. Um, I also would f- f- first. Um, I think I would like more of an offensive-minded guy. Okay, that I think that's going to help you in recruiting. I think that's, and we all want to play defense too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not trying to be 
Loyola Marymount. Okay. All right. I, I want you to, to, to play an up-tempo style that I think will be fun to watch and, and fans will enjoy. And you can bring in a guy here that can coach defense too, yeah. you know, alongside mm-hmm. of that, but just a little bit more of an entertaining offense, offense to watch. But, um, yeah, I don't have a specific candidate in mind, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I I, I like what you I said. I think there. I have a, a one comment that you made that I have issues with is mm. um, think that you've proven you can be a basketball school. Okay, the only time you're ever going to be a basketball school at Texas Tech is when football's failing. Oh no! I don't, you're, I don't. you're always foot. You're always going to be a football school if football is good. No, I understand that. That's, I guess what I guess what I meant was what I meant by that was not that you, not that basketball is going to be first, but that you've proven that you can win in basketball. Yes, that's was said differently than you said the first time. Okay, that's that, that, that I agree with. That's what I meant. But that's, you're only going to be a basketball school when football is bad. Yeah, not, not, we don't want we don't want that. We don't want that. Yeah, no. I think you can. I think you can be both. I don't know that. I think you can win at both. You will always be a football school if football is good. Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree with that. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you. If you uh, are going to be St. Patricking today, uh, be, be careful and have somebody uh, take you around. What is St. Patricking? Just drinking out, beer? Yeah, going out and drinking green beer and okay. having a good time. You know, okay. maybe a green shot or a green cocktail or something along those lines. But you know, just be aware, be wise, take care of yourself so you don't hurt somebody else. Right? Right. That's what we want to do. Right. We want or to yourself. Or but, yourself. Yeah. But especially somebody else. Especially somebody else. Yeah. Uh, we come to you this morning from the First United Bank Studio here in downtown Lubbock. Uh, somebody had referred to the. Um, sunrise this morning and i i did take a gander uh to look outside uh civic center is kind of in our way so is buddy's place but still you could tell that it's a gorgeous sunrise this morning um off to the east so uh looks uh looks good it'd be i guess it'd be something if it was off to the west this morning wouldn't it that would be something (laughs) the day the sun rises in the west That'd be, that'd be, I'm out. That'd be, You're out. That'd be something. You'd be like, <clears throat> I woke up on the other side of the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, not only just woke up on the other, but the world went the other direction, too. I'm, I'm out. They, they, they said to the, hey, why don't you guys spin the other way? Let's see, let's see what happens. That'd be kind of interesting, wouldn't it? Let's see what happens if it spun, mm-hmm. spun the other what, way. Do we have to all talk backwards? I don't know. Because when you spin a record backwards, it talks backwards, and it's weird. Sure it does, right. So if we spun backwards. And if you're listening to a country song, get your life back, your wife back, and your money back. Well, let's not ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Two out of three, right? That's right. <laughs> Some of the best money I ever spent was getting rid of problem number one. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one there. Uh, 8.03 this morning here on the morning drive. Texas Tech in uh, baseball action tonight, tomorrow afternoon, and Sunday afternoon. 6 o'clock, our broadcast time tonight. One thirty on uh, Saturday and Sunday with a 6.30 first pitch tonight, 2 tomorrow and Sunday. Uh, you've, you've alluded to this a little bit with regard to Oklahoma State. You, you think it's, do you think it's the best pitching staff in the Big 12? Uh, I just think they have the the highest, um, you know, high end talent. Okay. Okay. I think uh, TCU is good, and as well as far as their pitching staff goes. But I, I really think it'll be, um, 
I really think Oklahoma State. I mean, they've got you know you, you a guy in in Stevens who after three appearances had or excuse me yeah he's got three wins after seven appearances and he's a bullpen guy or they might even use him where. Um, they've used him on Sunday sometimes as like not the opener, but he's the guy who comes in after the opener. Maybe so long they, middle relief or something. Yes, and he he's really good. Um, the guy you'll see tomorrow, Watts Brown, was is a guy that transferred from Long Beach State. He was a freshman All American a year ago. He was you know picked to be first team All Conference this year, and he you know without playing in the Big Twelve Conference, so um, really. Uh, you know he'll go 95 on the fastball, and uh, he's you know really high end starting pitcher. So um, uh, you know you, that kind of puts the guy you're probably going to see today might be the weakest of the three uh, in Hendry, and so you kind of puts extra bit of importance on tonight's game. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily say they're pitching it backwards, but I guess in a way, you kind of sounds like you are. Yeah, a, a little bit, maybe. I think Saturday's their best starter, just okay. like us, just okay. like the Red Raiders. So oh. he's their best starter. He's their most talented guy. Mason Molina goes tomorrow. The left-hander is 2-0 and with a two twenty one earned run average. Warren Watts-Brown is 2-0 and with a one ninety nine earned run average. All right, so let, let me ask you. This may be a, just a really stupid question. Um, so why not... What's the strategy of, of having Molina start on Saturday as opposed to Friday? Um, the strategy is is the one that Coach Tadlock and Coach Gardner and Coach Hayward have used for quite a while. And if you're going to – your best guy you would think is going to go deeper into the contest. Mm-hmm. You're not going to use as much bullpen arms on Saturday. So your other two Friday and Sunday, you can use those guys twice if you need them. Okay. So your best bullpen arms can pitch on Friday, and then on Saturday. Okay. Or excuse me, Friday and then on Sunday. Okay, and them. and that makes sense. The the reason I brought that up is you know we were talking about an hour or so ago about Brendan Gurton and one of the things that you've kind of alluded to this week is getting him to pitch deeper into the games and and you said. For him to do that, he's got to throw strikes and do a better job of that. But also that that would help your bullpen if he could go a little bit deeper. I understand what you're saying with regard to the strategy; it makes perfect sense. Um, I just thought maybe if you know you had a guy that could go longer on Friday, that would help your bullpen out more for Saturday and Sunday. But what you just said makes makes more sense with regard to using your bullpen on Friday and Sunday as opposed to just maybe Saturday or Sunday. It makes makes perfect sense. Um, where, where and then is, there's also the fact that, you know, Saturday is, you know, you're either trying to, to win a series or you're trying to stay in a series, yeah. if that's the guy you have mm-hmm. the most confidence in. So from from a defensive standpoint, what is their strength, Oklahoma State? I just think they're really – I mean, they're solid defensively. They're not having the kind of issues that you are having. Um, I don't know that they have a strength defensively. Their pitching is really good. Okay. Um you know, you, I think they've played a tougher schedule than the Red Raiders. I think there's more, there's less question marks in that regard as far as, you know, how how do you match up and handle, you know, high high quality pitching and, and opponents. And I think the Red Raiders, because they haven't played as many games against the, the really good teams. Although, I, I, I mean, last week I thought was a great test for the Red Raiders. 
Even New Mexico, which came in as one of the best offenses in the country and you held them to three runs in a midweek, I thought was impressive. Iowa, we all know where they are. They're sitting top 10 in the RPI right now. Uh, they're off to a great start to their season. They had some high-end pitching um, that you were going to have to face, and you handled it really well. Put up you know, a, a good, good uh, number of runs against their best guys, and so I, I think that was great. So I think the Red Raiders kind of showed last weekend or last week as a whole that you can handle some, some really good teams, and so I think there's less of a question mark now after last week. The uh, Red Raiders have been really good this year for their first 19 games. They rank in the NCAA top 10 in 10 different categories, including three where they lead the nation. One is in double plays. They have 29 double plays per game, one and a half. Sack flies, 23. Um, of of those three right there, is the sack flies the thing that you think that they look at and go, not that, not that you want to have a ton, but you got to have some where you're – getting runners home or moving runners to to put runners in position? I think they'd be happy with both, both the the double plays and um, the sacrifice flies. You're, you're, you know, the sack flies. I mean, sure, you could sit there and say, I'd rather have a hit with a runner Mm -hmm. over there at third, you know, but the truth be told, hey, find a way to get a run home and um, do your job. And in that situation with a runner at third and less than than one out, your job is to get the run home one way or another, get the run home. And so guys are doing their job. It's maybe it isn't. You wouldn't say it's leading to a big, massive inning or whatever. But I mean, if you look at, I mean, the Red Raiders are whatever top five or or so in the country in scoring. They're having big innings too. Eight ten this morning here on the morning drive. If you uh, were to do the Big Twelve preseason poll today. Would the top three change right now? <clears throat> Going into the season, it was TCU one, Oklahoma State second, and Texas Tech third. Would you would you move that around at all? Yes, I would put Oklahoma State first, Texas Tech second, and TCU third. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.